Swanson to first. The Bruins are world champions. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Welcome to Sports Knicks, episode 40. We've reached episode 40 finally. I am Henry. And I'm Mr. Hodge. And no uh, Uncle Phil for this week, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sad. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he didn't get to, we got to the get uh, UFC 269 that we wanted to talk about with him. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, we'll just, we're going to have to go with, uh, with it by ourselves. Uh, obviously, this week, uh, we had our NFL week. Uh, what was it? Week 12? Week It was 13? week 13. Week that ran. All right, week 13. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about there. Funny, our boys got back on track as mm-hmm. they should have been. Yep. Uh, we had one of the, we have a key NBA games happen last week, um, yep. kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. And nothing going on in baseball because with the damn lockout. So, uh, mm. there hasn't been much work from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's start off the way that we always start off. This is December the 7th. Let's do some December 7th birthdays and we have quite a list yes we do all right we about to celebrate the Sagittarius <laughs> all right so uh, on this beautiful December 7th day um the, the following athletes were born on this day Hunter Henry uh, Alan Fatica Terrell Owens my personal favorite oh. all-time wide receiver um I'm not going to go into debates, but he's my personal all-time favorite. Oh, no, that's a debate. Let's start it. Let's do it right here. Oh. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. <I'm> just <laughs> Honestly, uh, people probably won't want to hear it, but you could probably put him there. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have a good debate. <laughs> I just like Larry Fitzgerald. No, no. I have all the stats. Yeah, no, there, there's people There's people that say Randy Moss is their all-time favorite. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. go this. Cooper Cup. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, why not? <laughs> cool. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, happy birthday, Terrell Owens. <laughs> yeah, Theo. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, uh, yeah. Joining him is a uh, from one legend to another, Larry Bird. Mm. Great rivalry in the eighties with the Magic. Yep. Yeah, uh, credited for saving the NBA back in the eighties. With him mm-hmm. and Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, joining Larry Bird is Eric Chavez. Mm-hmm. Um, Veteran. Uh, Tino Martinez. Former Yankee, yeah. Uh, Ryan Therio. Uh, Therio. Therio. Okay. Yep. Uh, Kyle Hendricks. Former Cy Young Award winner. Johnny Beach. Bench. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason, I, I'm thinking about the beach right now. When I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't know no, why. Baby. Yeah, it's Johnny. He's considered, he's considered one of the best catchers of all time. Okay. Uh, Pete Alonzo. Uh, two-time home run derby winner champ. Uh, I would consider my personal opinion a uh, L.A. favorite. I was going to say former L.A. favorite, but I think people in L.A. still like this man. Yasael Puig. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. This guy. 
They call him uh, uh, the, the wild horse. Yep. That guy was wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, and joining them was Brandon Moreno, the UFC flyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Fight yeah. of Mexico. Yep. Claudia Cadella. Cadella, yeah. Strawweight. Yeah. Doha Jong. Okay. And and Michael Chies. Chiesa. Chiesa. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Don't oh, beat man. me up. <laughs> oh, he will. No, he will. <laughs> so he got beat up in his last fight not too long ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday to all those. And it was a big, better name than last week's name. Yeah. Names. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we're going to go straight up to some NFL and of course some UFC and then we're going to finish out with some basketball no baseball because there's nothing to do talk about in baseball so uh, we'll be right back with some NFL welcome back to Sports Next here on Ecstatic Radio where you can find us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. what is popping if you're up in there mm-hmm. alright so week 13 of the NFL started off with the Cowboys and the Saints on a Thursday night, Cowboys all over the Saints on this one, 27 to 17. They get their win back. Uh, it looks like they're back on it for, for a bit. Uh, Dak Prescott with 238 yards and a touchdown and an interception. C.D. Lamb with 89 yards. Uh, so it looked like a pretty uh, decent win for the Cowboys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a good game for the Cowboys to rebound. So uh, to, it's good to, to have them um, uh establish um, some type of um, ground so they can move forward in this late season. The Saints are getting riddled with more and more injuries. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not over for them yet, but it's not looking good for them right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they have uh, – we're going to have uh, Taysom Hill start again next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, – Oh, yeah, pin, uh, pinning his injury. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk more about next week's game, but uh, yeah, it looks like he'll be there again next week. So yeah, they're they're going through. I mean, it's not the same without Drew Brees, I guess. No. Nah. Yeah. Uh, next game, Colts shut out the Texans, thirty-one. How about the Colts? The Colts are looking really. They're they're very really look tough team. They've I think they've been like that all year. It's just obviously they they you know they've been beat, but like yeah, I feel like they they were underrated team, especially with their running back Jonathan Taylor has been doing yeah. all the work. Yeah, he's their MVP. But Carson Wentz is looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like the direction they're going. Um, like we said in the beginning, I think part of it was a frustration because we both have Jonathan Taylor on our fantasy football team. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, they should run the ball to make sure they establish <laughs> everything, and it's working out. He's become the workhorse in only his second year in the NFL, and um, things are starting to click for the Colts. Yeah, it looks it's looking pretty good. They have a pretty good coach, mm-hmm. so. Uh... Looking good for them, uh, even though it is a Texas, but still, or yeah. a shutout is a shutout. <laughs> a shutout is a shutout, you know? It's yeah. hard to come by those in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a few of them this year. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I mean, we talk about tough wins, you know, and this thing, I think we, uh, we were talking about it before, you know, we got a little bit emotional for this team. Even, like, we don't, we're not even a fans of this team. The mm-hmm. Detroit Lions yes. got their first win of the season on yes. week 13. That means they're not going 0 for uh, what would have had been 16 and 1. Yeah. Man. And uh, and not just that. I mean, they beat a pretty decent team. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings are not the, the best team, but, like, they're, they're not a bad – they're 
And they're in the hunt kind of team, I believe. Oh, they were not. I don't know about this. I don't know about now. And this is Kirk Cousins throwing 340 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. So he had a pretty good game. Jared Goff went 296 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I'm, I'm on Ross Sam Brown's uh, score. Uh, had 86 yards and a touchdown. Man. So, um, although, I mean, whatever way you want to get this win, man, they got the win. Yep. Yeah. It sucks because I feel like, uh, the Lions shouldn't be as bad as their record was because I didn't get of the season. They were in a lot of those games and um, it, you, you could start seeing them getting more discouraged during the season. But um, I don't know why I was like happy when I, when I saw that they won, I was like, I felt like we all won. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know low key happy for Jared Goff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, obviously he's 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 still our boy. He's still, even though we fucked him up with the but yeah. you know, that was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, so bad for him. Yeah, but uh, he's our boy. He's our boy. Mm. Yeah, you know, he got a Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What's funny about this game is I had a, I had like a itch. I had like a, a feeling that the Vikings would lose to the Lions. I don't know why, mm. but like I just had that feeling. Uh, I was trying to ignore. It. I was like. No, that's messed up. Don't do that to the Vikings. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just there, and it happened. Yeah, for the Vikings, I mean, what does this make of you? I mean, you're like, oh, man, you're the first team to lose to the Lions. I mean, I, I believe they're also division rivals, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's not going to – I mean, it's not like the Lions are going to, oh, you know, we're the favorites in the division now. But I mean, still, it's like, you lost to the Lions. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, you didn't get – you don't you don't get whooped by them or nothing like that. It's just that you know lost to the Lions. You know, still win this team. Yeah, I I don't I won't say it's time to clean the house because they've been competitive, but there are definitely some changes that need to be made with the Vikings. They're they're definitely that team in the middle. Of course, them losing to the Lions did not help their case at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see if the Lions can keep up. I mean. Technically, they're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they have to win the rest of the games, and a bunch of scenarios have to happen for them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like, so I there's know, a they, chance. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Vikings lose, Packers win, all this other technical stuff yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two teams that probably also kind of have a chance, low key, but I don't see them doing anything. Is the Dolphins? Well, actually, the Dolphins have been in a nice little run. They yeah. defeated the Giants twenty to nine. Mm-hmm. So uh, good job, Dolphins. I guess mm-hmm. Giants are yeah. very inconsistent too. I mean, they pick up a win like against the Raiders, and then they lose to the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what's going on with them, but uh, the Bucks probably the most consistent team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, took care of the uh, Falcons thirty to seventeen. Yep. All reliable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. No. no Eagles. No, oh, go ahead. Uh, no crazy game from um, Leonard Fournette this time, but hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eagles. Gardner Minshew defeats the Jets. Yep. Thirty-three to eighteen. I mean, yep. yes, the Jets, but hey, wins a win. Like you exactly. Said. Man. So uh, let's look at his stats real quick. Let's see, uh, two hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, that was a pretty decent game for him. Miles Sanders went one hundred twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Golder with 105 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, yeah, all around, all around a pretty good win for the uh, for the Eagles there. Mm-hmm. Another uh, consistent team. The Cardinals beat up on the Bears 33 to 22, unfortunately for us. But I mean, yeah. we see that right now. The Cardinals are just too good right now. Yeah, 
yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. Um, they get Connor Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back, and it's back to business. Yeah. yeah. The Chargers all over the Bengals on this one, 41 to 22, another very inconsistent team. <laughs> yeah. You know, some team, I mean, the, by this, but the pattern, next game, they're going to get whooped on. <laughs> <Next game>. <laughs> right. <laughs> good point. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But if they I, beat a very good team, uh, mm-hmm. a team that's in the hunt. Yep. So that's pretty good for them. I mean, that's an overall good win. Yeah. I think this was um the battle of the two top picks of last year's um, mm, draft yeah. class. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was, I think I was looking forward to this game, and then the game started, and the Chargers was like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Herbert with 317 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And then uh, with Joe Burrow, 300 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, T. Higgins had 138 yards with a touchdown. He had a pretty decent game, but uh, not enough. Mm-hmm. Stop the Chargers on this one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we also had our boys, the Rams, finally get back in track. This is the game where we said, like, oh, well, this is supposed to be an easy one, right? And it did look kind of easy. Well, at first, in the first half, I didn't like what I was seeing in the first half a little bit. I was like, yeah. how, are we only, how are we this close to them? You know, they, all they need yeah. to do is just score another touchdown or something, and then they'll tie us or, or, or you know, get a, get the lead or something. Yeah. But eventually, the second half came in, and then uh, uh, the Rams went, got their way after that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad we picked up this win. Uh, this was the score that I wanted, to be honest. There's no shade against the Jaguars because uh, mm-hmm. um, they're still trying to rebuild and we're trying to be in this get in the Super Bowl. So this was the perfect get-right game. I hope the Rams could carry this momentum because they definitely need to win out because we, we did not win any games um, last month in November. So we need yeah. to to get there going. So And they have a tough opponent coming up, and uh, which we'll go in a little bit. Yep. But let's talk about some uh, some performances. Stafford with 295 yards, three touches, and the key part, no interceptions, yeah, no pick six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony Michelle, he came alive on this one, uh, 121 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I think that was the first 100-yard rusher for the Rams since Cam Akers in the wild card game, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Wow. And Cooper Cup, of course, 129 yards with a touchdown. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Beckham, where well, he had two receptions, but he had a uh, 28 yards and a touchdown. So I think he has a two, three game touchdown streak in the game or something like that. Something like that. Uh, so, okay. All right. All right. Well, which again, I mean, it's the same as they shot Jackson probably could have done. <laughs> <laughs> maybe cheaper, maybe cheaper. I know, right? But all right. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take these touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, hopefully they can keep it up. Uh, but another team that's keeping it up is Washington football team. They defeated the Raiders a tough game. 17 to 15 mm-hmm. and Henneke, man, he's looking like a like star right now. Well, he didn't play overall that, that great, but the way you get the win, you, the win is the win. 196 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Mm-hmm. Not bad compared to Derek Carr's 249 yards. So yeah. as long as you get the win, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Another surprising win right here. The Steelers defeat the Ravens 20 to 19 by a point. So big win for the Steelers in that division. Yeah, yeah, and um, so big I, loss I for the Ravens. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see the game, but based on what um, based on what what I saw from the stats, it looked like they were just all over Lamar Jackson again, and I think that's like the key thing, especially with the Ravens being as battered as they were, to um mm-hmm. just keep on attacking them, and um, and it, it's really more the offensive coordinator not seeing the blitz when it when it needs to be seen, and um. I think um, the Ravens did tie 
try to tie the game, but rather than go for the overtime, they decided to go for the win. I, that's the play I did see. I did see Lamar um, trying to throw it to Mark Andrews, and it just didn't mm-hmm. connect. So maybe they should have went um, overtime. Right. Right. And a team that did us a favor in a way, Seahawks defeating the 49ers 30 to 23. So, I mean, the 49ers were still, they were still competing up there, right? They're six and six now, Seattle's, they're Seattle's kind of out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And technically, I mean, the Lions are still in it and I guess the Seahawks are still in it too, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that they defeated for the 49ers. Can't separate ourselves from them a little bit, a bit even so they, they do have the advantage against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, the Chiefs over the Broncos, 22 to nine. The Chiefs look like they're coming back together now. Yeah, I, I had a feeling they would get it um, all together. I, I knew they wouldn't stay down for too long. Um, they they may not be like the team they were two years ago, but I still think they're far more talented than what they are. Um, um, it's not I'm not looking good on the opposite side for the Broncos. It looks like they got to find another quarterback again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about that, Teddy Bridgewater with 257 yards of touchdown and two interceptions. But, I mean, Mahomes didn't do all that great either. I mean, Mahomes went 184 yards with no touchdowns and an interception. So, obviously, they did enough mm-hmm. to, to win it. But, uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, they're not the same team from a couple years ago. But uh, it looks like little by little they're they're getting it back together a bit. Yep. But the probably the game of the week as far as the AFC is concerned will happen on Monday night, last night, mm-hmm. between the Patriots at the Bills. Two red hot AFC teams. The Patriots on top of Bills on this one. Mac Jones, superstar Mac Jones, 19 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Doesn't matter. You get the win. Exactly. You are two out of three. And it doesn't matter when uh, Damon Harris has 10 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. You have Stevenson with 24 carries, 78 yards. Man. Uh, the only guys who got a reception was Jonu Smith with 12 yards and Brandon Bolden with seven yards. But hey, uh, they got they got the win. Meanwhile, Josh Shadden, poor Josh Shadden, is throwing 145 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, uh, the casual football fan will probably not like this game. But if you're like a, a, a fan of the game, you understood. Um, yeah, I think they found a tweet from Mac Jones saying that he never played in the snow. Uh, that was back mm. in 2015, and and like it was a crazy weather day. They, um, the Patriots kept running the ball, and the Bills just couldn't stop it. And um, that was the result. Of, it's funny seeing anybody throw for only three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throughout the whole game, and it's not even like he was sub, uh, substituted or anything like that. That's literally him the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did see um, uh, um. Of the Bills players, um, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyatt's a press conference after the game. Um, one of the reporters, I, I don't know, I don't remember the question like um, flat out, but the reporter asked them, um, um, "Does the team feel embarrassed by the loss, considering that they gave up um, a bunch of runs and the, and Mac Jones hardly passed it?" And they were offended by that question. They was like, "They was like, wait, we only lost fourteen to ten, right?" It's yeah. like, okay, look, they. They played a good game. They had a huge run. That was it. It's like, is like, how are you gonna? Is like, how are you gonna ask such that question? And, um, hey. and they was like, uh, it's like, I'll, I'll, um, I think Michael High was like, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember that. And both of them, 
Hoyer and High just got pissed off and they stormed off the press conference. It, there's hey. like, it, it, it's all about respect. It's all like, I love you guys. You guys do good at your job, but it's all about respect when you ask those questions. That's ridiculous. So he yeah. stormed off and one of the reporters like, uh, see you later, Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hyde. <laughs> see you thing. <laughs> oh, man, how's it going? Classic. Yeah. Yeah, they, but how about the were, Patriots? Are, are they back? I mean, is that are they legit right now with this rookie quarterback? I will say, me personally, I think – I will say they're back, but they're on the come up, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. They're I, in good hands. They're in good hands right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I, I think um, Mac Jones needs to continue to develop. He needs to test out the deep ball more as, he, as his career progresses and, mm-hmm. like, um, make sure that he becomes – um, make sure that he gets better each season as it goes on. If that if that's the case, then they they found Tom Brady's successor in New England. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess they saw something we didn't when they let go Cam Newton and kept uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's go to the newsy part of it because we're getting there. Tampa Bay Bucks uh, head coach Bruce Arias let the door open on Antonio Brown's future this week, and his first comments that the receiver was suspended three games. Again, for violation of NFLPA, oh, this, this time for COVID-19 protocols. But Brown and Safety Mike was penalized for mis, uh, misrepresenting their vaccination status. Arians was asked if they'll remain on the team, and he said, we'll address their future at that time. The answer appropriately fueled speculation. So it's looking like, um, you know, they're considering letting him go. Yeah, and um, I don't, it, it, that's unfortunate for Antonio Brown. Um, he probably shouldn't. He probably shouldn't have um, lied and like used a fake vaccine card because that's disloyal. But then, mm-hmm. like, I, I look at who who did it. It's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's Antonio Brown. But did it? Did that happen also with Aaron Rodgers, where he yeah. lied about it? But he didn't. He only got uh, like like wasn't able to play one game. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that definitely did happen. Um, with um Aaron Rodgers, he definitely lied. Um, that that's the confusion part. Confusing mm-hmm. part as a why you didn't, why you would, you rightfully punished Antonio Brown, but why won't you punish Aaron Rodgers for what he did? And he was, seemed like he was more out there with his compared to Antonio Brown. And he, he right? almost apologetic, yeah. uh, unapologetic about it. So it, it, it begs the question, like, what is, is it that superstar treatment? Like, oh, he's Aaron Rodgers, so he could do that. And this is what we were talking about, I believe, last week or a couple weeks ago, with uh, where we talk, compared him to LeBron James. Exactly. Uh, they're getting that kind of pampered by the by the league. Exactly. In a way, because exactly. I mean, similar, something similar happened, which is confusing. But we could talk. I don't know. If we, we talked about it last week, or we're going to talk about it later on the squad portion. But uh, crazy stuff with LeBron happened there too, which was kind of also confusing in a way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, or, but obviously we're going to get there. But um. Yeah, that's the way it seems because it doesn't seem fair. I mean, it looks like they already had it there. I don't know if it's because of multiple suspensions that, you know, Antonio Brown's already had. That they're mm-hmm. kind of already like, you know what, like, let's just pour it off. <laughs> you know, you want to continue fucking up and yeah. fuck you, you know, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it has to do with it, but it, it is it is, does, it is kind of weird about that. Like, yeah. they want to keep him out or something. But I don't think that's some conspiracy stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He did fuck up. He did screw up by lying, you know, so yeah. we'll give him that. Yeah, like, like again, I don't have an issue with the NFL punishing Antonio Brown for what he did. But, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, like, make it fair. Yeah. Make it fair. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, so uh, we talk about how the Lions got their first win that last week. Yep, and the uh, head coach, Dad Campbell, dedicates Lions' first win to victims of Oxford High School shooting. Uh, so uh, pretty much that as the nearby city of Oxford, Michigan, continues to recover from a mass shooting at a local high school that claimed the lives of four students and left six students and a teacher wounded. Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, opened his post-game press conference by dedicating the game ball to the victims, listing each by name and everyone affected by a tragedy. I just wanted to know exactly what we were going to represent today. He said a visibly emotional Campbell, who's always been visibly emotional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the shirts, the hats, the decals, the people that are affected. Some of our players know of someone that was affected. To me, my thought was, hey, man, if we can go for three hours, just ease their suffering a little bit, that's worth it. So that's kind of how I thought of this, and we did a great job. Uh, players responded and played well. On the hills and an inspiration and win by Michigan Wolverines football team over the Iowa Hawkeyes on Saturday. On the Big Ten Championship, the Lions entered Sunday with a chance to provide a devastating. Well, obviously, we just went through all that, but uh, yeah. But it's a good it's a good show from I believe this is a Mike Cause, Mike Cleats kind of uh, happened also this past week in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But obviously, this is another big story, another uh, shooting that happened, and then uh, ended up several kids dying. Yeah. And uh, so he felt like, yeah, this is a good win, like, they want to, so yeah, that's honestly like this is what you want to root for them in a way, you know. <laughs> yeah. How can you hate? I mean, how can you hate the Lions or, or, talk shit about the Lions? Obviously, if you're in that division, mm-hmm. you know, then okay. But if otherwise, you can't. You cannot like the Lions. Exactly. Yeah. This was um that was a very noble thing of Dan Campbell to um to uh, give out the game balls to those who were who either died or were affected by the mass shooting and it it. it sucks to say it but like it was like it was like I guess the timing was like there at the time I, I don't want to say the timing was perfect that's not something that to to be like looking to look upon them that as that but um it, it was very noble of him so yeah yeah, yeah. congrats yeah. to the lines again yeah deserve it yeah <laughs> Uh, we also have Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule said Monday that firing offensive coordinator Joe Brady midseason came from a desire to jumpstart a struggling offense. I wish him the best and I'm very grateful for his time here, Rule said. He's done a lot for us, for getting us moving in the right direction, but this was something that I felt like from a football perspective we needed to do now. As we move forward, I'm going to count on our offensive staff to be very focused day by day, week by week. Everyone's kind of uh, signed in the area previously third down, red zone, and to game plan. They'll continue to be in those areas. Jeff Nixon will assume responsibility, the duties of the offensive coordinator position. He'll call the plays in uh, conjunction with those guys. Obviously, as well as with everything in the organization, I'll oversee those guys and hope that we can play our best football as we move forward. Okay. All right, that's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this feels like another skate move, scapegoating. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got some bad players on your team. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started with your quarterback who yeah. didn't do too well, but then, like you said, the rest of the team. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you can fire coordinators and coaches all day, but um, you got, we got to be honest with ourselves. Do you got, do you guys have the quarterback? And, uh, and like, obviously Cam Newton just came back and, and um, he had a bad game not too long ago, but uh, prior to that, Sam Darnold was your guy. You guys were hyped up about him. Yeah. Um, I kind of saw it coming, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got the better new quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> 
Well, we'll see how the Panthers going to do with that. Mm-hmm. But we also have NFL salary cap expected to hit $208 million mm-hmm. in 2022 with all these players getting a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to keep on going. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was definitely a huge jump, uh, obviously, because now they're, they've allowed fans to be back at the stadium. So mm-hmm. this is a huge jump for the NFL. And players should be getting paid. And I know for those who got contracts, uh, a lot of their contracts are back heavy. So this is going to definitely help them out with that. Yep. Yep. Right now, the salary cap is uh, $182.5 million. So, uh, yeah, it's going to go way up. Yeah. Can, can, about, I, can, can I have, like, at least 5% of that? Nope. Okay. That's $5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I take it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to week 14. Let's talk about let's the games it. coming up. Let's do All it. All right. Thursday should be a decent one. Steelers and the Vikings both coming up. Well, actually, Steelers coming up for a big win. Vikings, of course, we talk about it. A uh, uh, disappointing loss for them, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to the Lions. So it uh, should be a pretty decent game coming up. Mm-hmm. I think both teams are kind of in the hunt, which we'll talk also a little bit in a bit about mm-hmm. the players that are, the teams that are on the hunt. Uh, we also have the Saints and the Jets. Eh. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. August uh, and the Panthers. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I hope Alvin Kamara comes back for my fantasy team at least. That's about oh, it. Oh man, I wanted him, but I'm, I'm glad I actually didn't get him because <laughs> yeah, he's been hurt. I mean, That's my I'm, go-to guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm 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 in first place in both leagues, so I'm I'm good. So, but I'm I coming up two wins. I'm coming nice. up two wins, so I'm good. <laughs> nice. Uh, good luck uh, to everybody making that playoff push. In fantasy yeah, football, let's do it. Here. Let's do it. Unless you're in my league, then go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have also the Falcons and the Panthers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seahawks and the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders and the Chiefs. Okay. All right. That was a little bit better. Both teams yeah. are, again, Chiefs are getting a little bit hot, but the Raiders have that, you know, they have the potential kind of in a way, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs are not 100% or like the way they were a couple years ago. So, I mean, both teams are still kind of in their in their conference, uh, division race. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. All right. See what happens with that one. Baltimore and Cleveland, Ravens and the Browns. That was another division right there. All right, all right. We can we can see both teams are also kind of well. I think Ravens are more into it, but uh, Cleveland is not too far ahead. Mm-hmm. Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. That's going to be a good one. Both teams are red yeah. hot right now. Yeah. So obviously division race. Uh, Cowboys are on top right now, I believe, but Washington is not too far. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be a big game right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaguars and the Titans. See, the Titans could get uh, get back on it. Yeah. I mean, they lose these games. They lose these games to, <laughs> to bad teams. Yeah. Yeah, like, this should be a pickup game. Like, I, if they don't win this game, this, this season's over for them. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, yeah. they're pretty far – not too far behind, but they're in danger of losing their playoff spot. Yeah. The Giants and the Chargers. Uh, see the Chargers keep it going against mm-hmm. the Giants, struggling Giants. Let's see the Detroit Lions keep it going against the struggling Denver Broncos. Yep. Uh, we'll see about that one. We also had the 49ers and the Bengals. Should be a pretty decent game, too. Mm-hmm. See if Joe Burrow and the Bengals can get back on it. Mm-hmm. The Bills and the Bucks are going to be a really good game right there, too. Yeah. The Bills get to um, they get to play in, like, um, a, a little warmer weather this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got to get back on it, too. Yeah, coming up a big loss against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears and the Packers, uh, yeah, that's, you know, 
it, it's always because it's a rivalry, but uh, yeah, you know, Packers are pretty good. Yeah, and this is probably another good game, probably the game of the week. Of course, it's rightfully on Monday night. The Rams and the Cardinals, which is like we mentioned, the tough opponent. That's yeah. this this guy's right here. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be tough. This time is gonna be in Arizona, so they beat us in our own home last time. Mm-hmm. And this is a game we gotta we gotta at least tie the the series against them. Yeah, yeah, this is a, definitely a win. The Rams need to stay in it, and um, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals going. I don't want to talk about Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, pretty good. A handful of good games, I guess, to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can tell you right now which teams are kind of in in it, and, and we also got some playoff clinching scenarios. But we have the AFC, uh, which the, the screen actually loaded up for me, so I'm happy about that. Okay. The no. Patriots. Oh, like we, we have this. We have the. Oh, there it is. I'm about to say <laughs> we have the opposite issue because now mine won't load, but it, it finally loaded. <laughs> All right. All right. So number one, the Patriots are now number one team in the AFC. So, uh, man, what is this? Like three years ago, four years ago, when Brady and the when Brady was there, uh, Gronkowski. For real. For real. <laughs> number two is Tennessee. Uh, they they raised up also. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baltimore went down to the third seed. Kansas City went down to the oh he they stayed in the fourth seed. The Chargers went up to the fifth seed. The Bengals six uh, went down to the sixth seed. The Bills, I mean, they were a point. I think the best team in the AFC. Now they're they're sitting at seven and five, and they're in seventh place. Yeah, crucial games coming up for them. Yeah, yeah. And teams that are on the bubble right now, we have the Steelers, we have the Colts, the Raiders, the Brown, the Browns, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Jets are still in it, kind of, and Jacksonville. You know, there's only one team eliminated already in the in the AFC all in, the entire NFL right now, and that has to be the Houston Texans. Now, why am I why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> So, so uh, NFC. I'm oh, sorry about that. The, so the Jets and the Jaguars still have a chance. Wink, they wink. Technically, still they technically still have a chance. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in the NFC side, not much has changed from last week. Only a couple things at the end. We still have the Cardinals at number one. We still have the Packers at number two. We still have the Bucks at number three. The Cowboys are still at four. The Rams are still at five. Uh, the only thing that changed is Washington moved up to the number six spot. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers went moved down to the 49ers, so they're in trouble over there. Mm-hmm. And teams that are still on the bubble, we have the Eagles, uh, we have the Vikings, the Panthers, the Falcons. Well, obviously, all, every other team in the NFC. Saints, Giants, Bears, but the teams that are close to being eliminated are obviously the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now, the Jaguars are close to being eliminated, the Jets are close to being eliminated. But um, that's the right now the playoff push so the nfc is still kind of the same mm-hmm. we do have some playoff clinching scenarios uh especially for the cardinals they have to win or tie right oh so yep. they can win or win against the rams mm-hmm. or tie against the rams yep. or minnesota has to lose or tie san francisco <laughs> okay wait oh what's or oh or oh yeah <laughs> sorry i got <laughs> wait what is this or tie or, or San Francisco loss. Or number three, Minnesota could lose or tie. No, uh, or New Orleans get lost. <laughs> it's confusing. Uh, uh, I'm just going to do the number one scenario okay. right now. 
Okay. Just for that. It's going to make it easy. Okay. So pretty much Arizona has to either win or tie. Yeah. I'm going to give you the easiest one, the easiest okay. scenarios. And then as far as the Packers, they either have to win and they ha- the Vikings have to lose. Okay. Or they have to tie and Minnesota lose. Makes sense. Yeah. The Bucks, they have to win and New Orleans has to lose or tie. And also Carolina has to lose or tie. <laughs> right, so, so, so Tampa Bay most- win and, 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 and the Saints and Panthers have to lose or tie. So most of them are pretty much winning your end. Well, it's de- that's yeah. definitely the case yeah. for the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely the case for the Cardinals. All they have to do is just win. They don't have to worry about anybody else because uh, I think I mean, second place is the Rams and you're going to get a second place team. Yeah. And you're going to sweep the series against them anyway. So you got it in the, in the bag if you can just win. Mm-hmm. And for the Packers, they had to win, obviously. And then the second place team, which is the Vikings, have to lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tampa Bay has a little bit tougher one. They had to win, and not just that, that they had to rely on, on the Saints and the Panthers losing also. Yeah. I was like, there's other scenarios on this for each team, but uh, these are the easiest ones for me to explain. <laughs> not, get, <laughs> not get confused. All right. It's going to get more intense um, as the weeks get by. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> that being said, that's it in football for now. And uh, we got some UFC to talk about. We had Fight Night last week, and we uh, we have a pay-per-view, UFC 269 to talk about. Yes, so sir. we'll be right back. All right, so Fight Night, Font versus Aldo over in the Apex. Happened last Saturday, December the 4th. Um, of course, we just said that uh, the headline was uh, Jose Aldo, the veteran, the former featherweight champ against Rob Font. Both of them fighting him in the bantamweight division. Jose Aldo defeated... Rob Font with a unanimous decision. So big win for Jose Aldo for to a rising Rob top Rob Font. Uh, I didn't get to watch the fight from what I heard. You don't want to get to watch the fight. So we there's not much for us to talk about in this one. But you can look at the the, the final line 40, 50 to 45, 50, 45, 49, 46. It looks like a pretty dominant showing for Jose Aldo. Yeah. And which is a pretty impressive win. And um, I mean, he should be soon to be in line for that Bentonway championship, but you know, they have the little crazy thing going on with Aljamain Sterling, uh, Peter Jan, and uh, yeah, who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. There's another guy in there that's involved with all that, but uh, that's a big win. And he should probably get a he's hoping to get another title shot, title shot by the time uh, his career is over. I'm pretty sure Phil, uh, I remember Phil was talking about that. He was hoping that Jose Aldo would win this fight and get a, a title shot soon again. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So uh, that's he should be happy about that. Uh, we have lightweights. Rafael Fiziev defeated Brad Riddell with a KO speedy well kick. Oh, that sounds nasty. Mm. I, I need to see that. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I missed that. Oh, man. Uh, that was in the third round with two minutes and 20 seconds. So it kind of happened late. Mm-hmm. But that sounds nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that sounds nasty. Light here with Jamal. Jamal Hill defeated Jimmy Crew KO in the first round, 48 seconds in. So, oh. Hello, goodbye. Mm. Yeah. Man, we missed a good one. <laughs> yeah. Good knockouts there. What was it? We, we had like a, a fight night that didn't have any KOs or nothing like that. That was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no finishes. Um, also had lightweights, a veteran, the Hall of Famer, Clay Guida, defeated Leonardo Santos, submission, rear naked choke in the second round. So big win for the veteran, the old scrapping veteran, uh, Clay Guida. 
always up to a good fight. Mm-hmm. I'm sad I missed that fight. Uh, middleweights, Chris Curtis defeats Brendan Allen with TKO punches and knees in the second round. Another mm. nasty one. So, mm. man, it looks like all finishes besides the main event. And the opener with the welterweights, Alex Morano defeating Mickey Gal in the unanimous decision. Mm. And uh, some prelim stuff. Yusko Todorov defeated Mikey Pitolo with KO in the first round, close to the end of the first round. Uh, Flyweights Manel Cape defeated Daga Zumagalov, also TKO in punches in the first round, late first round. So it looks like the first round is, is big uh, for these guys right now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, once away is Brian Barberena defeated Stereo Weeks, unanimous decision. Women's straw with Cheyenne Blismas of uh, Villasmas defeated Mallory Martin with unanimous decision, which was a big win for her because she was the last minute to be put in that in this fight cart. Yeah, I thought that was quick for her to like go go in some fight. I was like, did I just watch her fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got it done. It was a pretty impressive win. She's getting up there. Uh light heavyweights William Knight defeated defeats Alonzo Manifeld, unanimous decision. Lightweights Claudio Puelles defeats Chris Gutzenmacher with submission knee bar. And mm. Bantamweights Vince Morales defeats Luis, veteran Luis Smolka with KO punches in the first round as well. Mm. So uh, some pretty good finishes, looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, fight of the night went to Cheyenne Vismas and Mallory Martin. I actually did see that fight. It was a pretty decent fight. It was a pretty, like I said, pretty impressive victory for Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Um, performance of the night went to Rafael Viziev. Jamahal Hill, Clay Guida, and Chris Curtis. So, uh, yeah, that's it for that uh, fight night. And up next is, of course, UFC 269 in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, this is headline, but, of course, uh, Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier for the lightweight championship is going to be a good one. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that main event. Man, uh, Oliveira has been on fire right now. Last win was against, well, he won the championship against, uh, against Chandler once uh, Habib uh, retired. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Poirier is coming up two straight wins against uh, the notorious Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So uh, these two are going to fight for the championship. Poirier was, has been due for this championship belt uh, title fight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. But uh, as far as for myself on this one, if I would have to, Man, it's gonna be a tough one. This is also a tough one, but uh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of Oliveira, man. That guy, like, you would not want to do some jujitsu with that guy. He yeah. will break your arms anything quickly. So I'm scared of him. But Poirier, man, he, he can unload pretty quick. So obviously, the fight starts with 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 both men standing. But um, I think I still think Oliveira is a all, good all around fighter. I'm going with Oliveira on this one. Submission. Uh- I'm gonna ride with you. Um, I'm gonna pick Oliveira. Um, I'm not sleeping on uh, Dustin Poirier by any means. I don't mm-hmm. think he's gonna totally get dominated. I don't think it's gonna be like an easy win for Oliveira. But at the same time, Oliveira, I feel is a much scarier fighter. Not to say that Dustin Poirier isn't, but uh, Oliveira is just on another level of scary. So I think yeah. Oliveira will keep his title. I I got this fight going the distance. Yeah, yeah, we well, I I see it more sooner, ending sooner. Okay. Submission, probably like second or third round. Okay. That's the way I like to see, it, but um, yeah, because I'm just scared over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women's bantamweights are talking about scary. The goat Amanda Nunes defending defeating. At this point, it looks like she just, you know what? I, I could beat anybody, out, but you gotta mm. keep paying me. So, fuck, uh, fuck it, I'll take the fight. 
<laughs> she had to fight Juliana Pena, which is supposed to happen probably a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to happen this time. And obviously, I will go with Amanda Nunes. I, I, I bet against her one time, and I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember I was like sort of dogging Juliana Pena, and like not to take anything away from her, but like once you step up to Amanda Nunes, it's like, you, you want yeah. me to like look the other way and be like, yeah, you can do it. I'm sorry. Like it's Amanda Nunez. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not messing with her. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. She's Julia Pena seems like a nice person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's all I can say yeah, about her. Smile. Well, well, she's going to get humbled again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll she, see. I mean, yeah. if she gets it done, it'll probably be the biggest upset in MMA history, I will say. Yeah, uh, probably bigger than Holly, Probably bigger than Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, talking about other fights in this fight card, we have uh, Walter Witch, Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponzi Nibio. We have Flyweights Kai Kara France versus Cody Garbrandt, which is going to be a good one. Bantamweights uh, Rylian Paiva versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, prelims, uh, so the free stuff, you get Featherweights Josh Emmett, uh, veteran Josh Emmett versus Dan Ige, who's coming up big. It's going to be a good fight, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, veteran, of course, former champ Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz, another good fight right there. Uh, so you get some pretty good fights in these prelims right now. Mm-hmm. Agu- Heavyweights Augusta Sakai versus Tai Tuivasa. I know. I remember. I uh, feel like his tight to a boss, the one who would drink out of a boot once he once he wins. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, middleweight Jordan Wright versus Bruno Silva, another good fight. Early prelims. We got uh, middleweight Andrew Andre Muniz versus Eric Anders. Women's flyweights Erin Blanchfield versus Miranda Maverick. Uh, flyweights Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. Featherweights Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner. Bantamweights Randy Costa versus Tony Kelly. And women's flyweights, Jillian Robertson versus Priscilla Cachorera. So, uh, I mean, from main card to prelim card, I mean, this looks like an overall, like, stack card. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about this one, especially, like I mentioned, you know, the main event looks like it's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Conor McGregor is going to be watching it. Yeah, he'll be watching it. Uh, oh, yeah. And tweeting. Again. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. tweeting. <laughs> I could beat him up. <laughs> but uh, this definitely few. looks like yeah. a fight uh fight the, like the full fight card looks crazy yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna watch this one i can't miss this one i can't get drunk again during the day and i'll miss it <laughs> yeah I, got, I gotta hold you to it <laughs> <laughs> i want to be able to talk about it next week exactly oh uh, i was right that Oliveira submitted him in the second or third round <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we expect some some fireworks on this one, and uh, that's it for the UFC right now. We got to talk about some basketball real quick. Another week in the NBA, and uh, we have a lot of movement. Oh, we had like I mentioned earlier, we have some pretty good key games as far as the West uh, Conference were last week. Uh, but let's start off with the Eastern Conference right now. The Nets are still holding number one. Now they're tied with the Bulls. The Bulls are tied for first place right now. Wow. Uh, they do have a four-game winning streak. Uh, I know DeMar DeRozan is in uh, COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder if they're going to test him the same way they tested LeBron, but uh, we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that's that's still pretty impressive by the Bulls. Number, the Bucks are getting back up. They're now, they're now in third place in oh, game wow. winning streak. Wow. So they got they're, back up. 
They were they weren't down they were down there not too long ago, weren't they? Yeah, they were like like thirty eighth place, I think. Wow. Uh, the Heat are now fourth place. They're a two game losing streak. The Wizards are coming back down. They're fifth place still, but uh, they're a three game losing streak. Mm-hmm. The Celtics will will play later against their rivals tonight. Uh, they're sixth place, and the Sixers are seventh place with a two game winning streak. And the Hornets are now down to eighth place. Still got the Pistons at four and nine with the worst record. They have nine game losing streak. The Magic also with five and twenty. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Nets and the Bulls are on top of the, the Eastern Conference right now. Crazy. Yeah. And we have, oh, we talk about the Nets. Uh, we're a little bit more. Uh, Kevin Durant passes Ray Allen for 24th on all-time career points list. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big uh, milestone for Kevin Durant. Yep. So uh, that's awesome for him. Um, we also talk about Miami. We had uh, – uh, Jimmy Butler's aggravated tailbone injury after a hard fall, aggravated tailbone injury that kept him out for four games in his return to the court on Monday. Butler favored his back after a hard fall and missed driving layup early in the first quarter. He scored just 10 points and 13 shots before heading to the locker room midway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. He did not return. Yeah. So all bad I mean, for him. Yeah, I'm hearing that he's going to be out. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but like, it sounds like he's going to be out for quite some time. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Some bad news for the Heat. Yeah. Uh, over in the Western Conference, man, we talked about some key games. We had uh, the Warriors and the Suns play each other twice, and they both got a game on each other. And as we speak right now, they're both tied. They both have the same records, 20 and 4. Man. Yeah. Mm. It's getting – it's going to be good. It's going to come down to those two teams, it looks like yeah. right now. Obviously, yeah, still I- early. There's a lot of basketball left, but, man. Yeah, I, I think I want to see this, like, like I don't care what they do, like, um, Adam Silver, Rick, rig the playoffs, because so, I, I want to see this game. <laughs> now we want him to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Warriors, uh, their MVP, Stephen Curry, uh, has rolled out uh, hitting 16 threes in the next game to break Ray Allen. He's also trying to break Ray Allen's career record. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible now since just 16 three-pointers away from breaking Ray Allen's career three-point record after knocking down seven more trays in 126-95 went over the Orlando Magic on Monday night. So uh, one of the hottest players in the league right now. Yeah. I, I actually, somebody posted um, um, a Reddit post. I forgot if it was 2010 or 2015, and they were just talking about how Stephen Curry will have to work super hard to get that record, and that record will never get broken. Uh, Stephen Curry's gonna have to shoot this many shots. That's impossible. And look at where he's at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's about to get there. Yeah. Uh, third place is right now for the Utah Jazz. They're in a four-game winning streak. How about the Memphis Grizzlies? They're in the fourth place of the fifth-game winning streak. How about the Clippers? How about the Clippers and the Man. Lakers going at it Friday night? Man. And of course, as we should know by now, the Clippers got that W over yeah. the Lakers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers haven't played since last Friday. The Clippers already played like what three times already? <laughs> Two or three times. <laughs> but um, I mean, they did lose their their game after that against the Kings, but they all got another win back. But um, I mean, I don't see any Lakers talking right now. Laker fans talking. Yeah. Um. I actually um saw one of my friends um. Um, he he's a huge Laker fan. Um, yeah, they and um, he pretty much said, uh, "I don't want to talk about the Lakers until April," because <laughs> it's pissing them off. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, because what what was the excuse this time? I mean, you had your three guys already playing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm hearing a lot more now. It's the coach's fault, which I could kind of see a point in that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I just like there's always an excuse. But uh, yeah. in this case, I mean, instead of just giving the Clippers, hey, you guys did it, you guys won. Hopefully, you could carry it on later on. The you know when it matters, you know. Yeah. But uh, 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 from what I heard from my my friends that are Laker fans are like. All of a sudden, these guys, oh, who was it? Morris wants to act like he's Steph Curry and and Kennard want to play like they're the best players in the league. All of a sudden, so they could get recruited by the Lakers. What? Uh, <sighs> and, uh, uh, instead of thinking like, well, maybe your team just sucked and, and not, many, <laughs> not many teams give up points to players like that, like you guys, because you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> instead of seeing it that way, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, but um, anyway, <laughs> and well, we'll talk a little bit later. I mean, they got their guy back, even though he shouldn't be back. Would <laughs> you go off in a little bit? The sixth place goes to Dallas right now as they're uh, they have a two game losing streak. The Lakers are still holding on to a playoff spot at the moment. They're seventh place. Uh, they're twelve and twelve, and uh, the Nuggets are eighth place. So I mean, they from the team waited to the pretty far last year. Mm-hmm. They're not looking too good. Yeah, and uh, Portland's in tenth place, and for Portland, uh, we have some 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 bad news. Uh, for further examination, a CT scan revealed that Trailblazers guard CJ McCollum has a pneumothorax, right lung. The team announced Tuesday, saying a pneumothorax is collapsed lung that occurs quote when air leaks into the space between your lung and chest wall. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, hopefully he's okay wow. or he gets better soon. But uh, that does sound bad. Yeah. And uh, poor Portland, man, they're trying to get back on it. They're struggling this year. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. team, our franchise is trying to keep uh, Lillard happy. It's not yeah, looking they, too good. Yeah, Lillard's been out for a while with, with that abdominal strain. And, I mean, I mean, abdominal strains definitely hurt, but a collapsed lung sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to have no business with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, and uh, some other winning streak right now. The Rockets are a little bit slowly, but a little bit getting back up. They have a six-game winning streak. They're still thirteen. They're still seven and sixteen record. They're tied for the worst records in the West with the mm-hmm. Thunder and the Pelicans. Oh, did, um, did you did you hear about the Thunder the, the other day? Oh, what happened? Oh, they got blown out real bad, didn't they? Is that what? You yeah, said? it was like the biggest Memphis. blowout in NBA history. Yeah, biggest blowout in NBA. Yeah, it was like one fifty-two to seventy-nine. Yeah. Ugh. That was nasty. That was nasty. I don't think people wanted to talk about that. Now let's talk about what we, you know, uh, this is a weird thing that happened last week about, uh, you know, the baby phase of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's start off with this. Any unvaccinated NBA player with temporary visa status who leaves the country will be unable to re-enter the United States. According to a memo obtained by ESPN, for example, a player who is not vaccinated against COVID-19 will be unable to re-enter the United States after playing in Canada. The same applies if a non-vaccinated player travels outside the United States during an NBA All-Star weekend. Wow. So they're really crushing down on that. And I guess it's a, it was scary for them since their main man almost got in trouble for that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I tried my best. I tried my best. I tried to pull off. <laughs> but anytime when you when you when the headline says LeBron James explains, <laughs> I, that is a good sugar spot. <laughs> All right, go. so LeBron, 
LeBron James isn't happy with the way the NBA handled his positive COVID-19 test, even though they still let him play. They still let him play. They only, they only got him out for one day, one game. Why are you bitching? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, James returned to action Friday after it was determined that he experienced a false positive. James discussed going through the NBA protocols that rev- and revealed the part that angered him. James spoke about his experience following the team's loss. That's right. The team's loss to the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> James had 23 points and 11 rebounds in the loss. Uh, James says, usually when you have a positive test, they'll test you right away to make sure there, there was not there was not a follow-up test after my positive test. It was a, a straight to isolation and you've been put into protocol. That's the part of that's the part of the kind of that angered me. I tested it negative first, and then my second test came back positive. Usually when you have a positive test, they will well, he's going up, and that's the part that angered me. I had to figure out a way to get home from Sacramento by myself. Oh, poor guy. They wouldn't allow me to anywhere to travel with me. No security. No anything when I traveled back from Sacramento. I had to put my kids in isolation for the time being. Put the people in my household in isolation for the time being, so it was big time inconvenience. Uh, uh. Anyway, so he got so what happened, I guess, from what I read when I first found out that he was okay, something after testing negative eight times. Well, what the f- eight times? Who does that? <laughs> eight times. To me, that just sounds like it was just all bullshit. <laughs> and then they're just like, no, 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 you know, screw our rules. You can play. So uh, that's what it's looking like right now. I mean, as we mentioned, like, what about their Marjorie Rosen? I mean, I guess what he's in this LeBron, LeBron's case, he's saying that he never really had it. He just, the test just came back positive, and once they got, once he got that, well, he said he tested negative first, and so they tested him again, which is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he tested positive first, I'm pretty sure, and then he tested positive again the second time, and he said no, that was those two were wrong, and so that's the way it just sounded like, and it's just all right, bro. Whatever you say, bro. Don't worry about it. You're still playing. You know, you you know the NBA won't do that to you. <laughs> you know. You know, and I'm sorry, won't touch you like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great segment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to keep going? No, no, I'm done. I'm done. I, I said sure? what I had to say. You sure? Uh, I, I know what you want me to say. I know what you want me to say. You want to do my my, my catchphrase? Fuck Braun. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I, I said. Now I'm done. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> Stop. No, <laughs> don't. Don't be doing that to me. Come on. Okay. Okay. I'll leave you alone. I already have enough hate for hating this man. I don't <laughs> want to be getting more. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. Um, I feel like you said it for me. <laughs> the, the fuck bra part? Yeah, I do believe that's how you feel. <laughs> Probably everything, I guess. <laughs> All right, no, there's no crying in basketball, Ron. Come on. <laughs> All right, so uh, that being said, that uh, it's gonna do it. We wanted to end in a high note. Hopefully, <laughs> you guys like the little part right there. Mm-hmm. So again, we'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, with Phil, and we'll talk about yeah. UFC 269 next week's our NFL and how the playoff picture is looking. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the lock is over. And uh, we'll see another way that uh, Lincoln's going to pamper LeBron. That'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let me end it with this. Um, Dan, I should have, we should have ended with that. Um, mm-hmm. Good luck. I'll say it one more time. Good luck to all, all everybody playing fantasy football. That mm-hmm. final week is here for most of you all. 
So yep. good luck and uh, may the best team win. Except if you're in our leagues and go to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. 